I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. It's episode 17 of Please Advise. We have the most specialist guest. I can't believe some of you have reached out to me saying, why haven't you had your best friend, Ed Hansen, on? And I've said, because I got to save that. Like, obviously, Ed is going to be on the podcast. That's like a non-question. But, like, you don't just whip Ed out in, like, the midst of, like, the early, you know, what if I have him in the first six? You'll Like, you won't get to hear as as the pot has evolved, things have gotten better, and I want Ed to shine in the best light possible. Isn't that right, Ed? I'm a weapon of mass destruction. You know, you got to save me. You got to keep me in your back pocket. Yeah, and let you them know. You yeah, just, you know I'm there. Yeah. But should you decide to detonate me, I will just destroy. So yeah, I didn't want to come in that hot. You know, I wanted to ease you guys into it, get y'all a little bit wet. <laughs> <laughs> got to get that shit wet first. <laughs> So Ed is here. Hi, honey. honey. Hi. Um, Ed and I have been best friends for like ten years. That's an, is it eleven now? Yeah, I think we're like I think we're edging on eleven. Edging on eleven. Yeah. We don't have an exact like friendship date, but um, we have a semester <laughs> guest. <of me. laughs> we met we in know. Boston College, right? You Go hired Eagles, yeah. me. <laughs> no, we met in fil- well. Oh yeah. No, oh. we met um in film class technically. Yeah. And I had these like really bad. Uh, okay. Apparently they were really bad. According to Ed, I thought I was slamming blonde highlights. Um, oh my God. And this like completely per- washed your ass out like fucking Katrina. I and, could not even no. I thought I was like, well, I didn't really know about makeup then. So I think that like, if I had those highlights now, like everyone would be jealous of me. But, um, and you were also completely mute. You said nothing. Yeah, because I was stoned in every class, and I never read the books or watched the movies. So it's just like, I'm floating, I'm floating. And Ed would be in the front row being like, excuse me, Mr. <laughs> Stucha? I just wanted to say that, like, Maggie Gyllenhaal's eyes, like, I'm not sure if the movie was a message about, like, the power of feminine beauty. Because, like, she just had the most piercing eyes. And that's one thing I just couldn't stop noticing is, like, her big piercing eyes. And I would be, like, sitting stoned in my seat, like, wait, isn't that kid supposed to be gay? Like, I mean, what? how mortifying that I was, like, <laughs> deriving any semblance of a feminist, like, philosophical musing from Maggie Gyllenhaal. Okay, that fucking giraffe. <laughs> like, Jesus. I know. That's such, that dates us. But, um. So dated. And so Secretary dated. was really good, though. It was yeah. a really good. Like, I was actually, like, frightened by, like, how, 
like seemingly turned on I was by that, but like also James Spader, fucking scary as fuck. I know you're always good for a James Spader moment. Yeah, um, chilling. But then yeah, then I met Ed again, like in real life. So like Ed was like the over talkative fag in our class. And I was- Amen. <laughs> and- How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I was the the quiet stone girl with ten bad highlights. Fucking Temple Grandin, though you did not. I, I was know. literally like, "Who is she? this?" Like blonde. She was in a purple coat. She didn't say a fucking word. I, I thought she was Patagonia. like a mute special needs, like weird. <laughs> literally, I was like, "Oh my god, can you contribute?" But you like you can't. I know. And then there was I over contributed. Someone in that class though, like left this book. Okay, okay, this was bad. So, like, someone, like, left a copy of one of the books we watched and, like, we read in film theory or, like, everyone else read um, and I looked at the cover of and they bought an extra copy and they wrote in it, like, like, dear Mr. Stucha, why didn't you, like, fucking learn something? And then they left it at her door and then, like, this was a whole controversy it throughout set the class. it the fuck i mean literally like, i was in a yeah. lesbian relationship with professor restuccia at that time i know so i was like going hard for whoever had done this like oh no should we do oh, a no. like, recap of what she looked like yes okay so she had like a hard her face was hard hard edges on her face right yeah she had like also i mean i don't mean to like she had inappropriately long hair for her age yeah no she, she definitely way, like, like she should have gotten like a chic trim but she had like long ass Rapunzel locks, yeah. and it was crazy. No, like it's like take the Diane Keaton route after you turn like totally thirty nine. Yeah. Like it's inappropriate. To like have cut long your hair. locks to me, yeah. okay? Like, yeah, no, exactly. You're not Cher, and like even Cher can't really be Cher. So, yeah. um, so she had these like you know really this really long hair that was like really like stringy, but like long and like impressively long, and then these like rockabilly bangs, and then like she always had like a cardigan with like a black cardigan with like some sort of like brightly like red or pink colored top t- like tucked into a long skirt with like ornate like sometimes they'd be fishnets amazing stockings uh, like stockings like they're not tights they're not anything else they're stockings for like sex right like they're like sex stockings oh people were fully getting tied up with those yeah that was that's maybe her yeah and then she had um always like these pointed almost like witch shoes that you had to strap up in order to like get into him. So like she in herself is like such a real life character. She's a legend. Like she, I like literally I was like, she belonged. Like she need, there needs to be a statue of her because she was brilliant. I'm not gonna lie. She was brilliant. Yeah. Um, very, you know, she like, she did give you like S and M realness all the time. Like you kind of were like, okay, what the fuck is happening in your bedroom? And like, that's very progressive for Boston college. Like, uh, we did have the porn priest who was like the first um, priest to advocate advocate for porn as a uh, film art. Yeah, he's like my least favorite teacher I've ever had. I won't even say his name. Oh. He like was really mean to me after my grandparents died. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's I know. fucking Because we had to pick our favorite Hitchcock movie and I was like, oh, I think maybe like Strangers on a Train. And he says, that says a lot about your family. Like my grandparents had both just like tragically died. My grandfather was a professor there for 50 years. And excuse I just Excuse him? I know. Excuse. And I mean, obviously, that movie is about hiring a guy to murder your father. But, like, that's crazy. That's fucking crazy. Father so, asshole. I know. Like, I yeah. hated him. Sorry. He was a father asshole. That's what he was. Um, right. But, yeah, so then we met about, like, a year later at Phone Center. Yeah. Okay, so you go off on this. <laughs> we had this sad little responsibility of calling up alumni. Well, I was, well, I killed it. So I got promoted. And like, you, listen, get me on a phone and I will talk you out of 100 grand. Mm-hmm. Put it like that. Like, you will, your, you know, like your savings will be depleted. That 401k will be cashed the fuck out. I will convince you to donate as much money as I feel like making you donate to Boston College. That's what was how the g- most you got in a single donation? Oh, probably like $2,000. No, 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 no. Sorry, babe. Like five. Okay, I cracked Maybe 10 five. Months, and yeah. I think that's what kept me going. Yeah. Oh, Molly was, was killing it. But it, No, but it was just a person that like really wanted football tickets. Right. Yeah. But also like Molly and I like, so I think because we were both like 
well, we always invent, like, Molly and I were, like, going through, like, Nicki Minaj type experimental shit where we would, like, invent characters. Yeah. And, like, we would call people. Because it's embarrassing, like, if you, because sometimes you have to call the same person, like, twice. Yeah. So sometimes maybe a British exchange student named Edka would call. Yeah. You know, like, something like that. Or a Russian, like, maybe. I was maybe, always Lucius. Lucius, I, yeah. I would always pick Lucius. It's her alter ego. Um, and then kind of like a British guy. Um, but yeah. I sometimes so- would be Vladimir. Uh, I walked into some interview and I saw the like raging homo from film class <laughs> and I was like, for some reason, even though we you never talk? spoke, I know <laughs> we had to, um, we all were sitting at a table and I remember like, I saw Ed was the manager and I was like, I got this. Um, and I don't know why I just knew I got it. And like, I was like already like f- thinking about how much weed I could buy with my weekly paycheck and um, my biweekly paycheck. And also, I, I was so naive at this point and had never been exposed to drugs. I did not get that Molly was a stoner. That's how rete I was. Like, I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah. I didn't get it. Yeah. That's pretty rete. I mean, cons- I, yeah, it was high all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah, I basically, day, day. like, never did anything, and yeah. I still graduated, so. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Kisses to the angels. But, like, so I went in, and they were, like, telling an anecdote about why you think you're the perfect representation of Boston College. And I was like, I'm a third generation Boston College student. My grandfather was a professor here for 50 years. My mom conceived me at this college and she graduated <laughs> in her four, you know, in her senior year when I was one years old. Like this school has been a part of me as long as I've been alive. And like what that was else her album was cover. Like, what yeah, else like... do you need to know? <laughs> and what? Yeah. So I'd hired me, obviously. And fell in love. And then Molly was like, I'm coming to LA over the summer. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, when you get here, call me. And I, I don't, never thought he'd call me because everyone's like, call me. I'm, I'm like, from LA, so I keep a 100. Yeah. And when Molly came, yeah. what did she Second do? Second day, my phone blows up and it's like, hi, it's Ed from Phone Center. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like literally like stunned because I like, you know, I was living with this random man named Steven in Brentwood and Steven was like an extra on 24. So she worked at Disney during the day and um, he was like really sweet, but like not my type of human. I think we both like immediately recognized like we would not be hanging out. And um, yeah, so then like Ed and I just like hung out all summer. Do we see it? This circles back to my question earlier. I'm trying to trying to remember the first five celebrities I saw in LA. I feel like you saw Paris. No, I, Mary Kate and Ashley. No, I know you saw Mary Kate, but you've seen. Where did you see? you saw? Par- no, never mind then. Um, I don't think I don't think I saw Paris. I mean, not on my timeline. Okay. If I saw her, it was like years. Well, later. we. I mean, we'll definitely. I mean, we we're gonna have to dive right into Stephen Hill. Okay. From Real World Las Vegas, Trish <laughs> Shell's boo. Okay. So, so, I mean, that was huge. That okay. was everything. Ed, oh, my God. You're such a good friend to me. I'm such I a little you. creep. And, like, I was reading Steven's blogs and, like, listening to his podcast. <laughs> and, like, this was back, like, before podcasts were podcasts. I think it was called, like, online radio. And um, so I was listening to that and I like kind of vaguely like figured out where he works. And like I said to Ed, I really want to go on Steven from Real World Las Vegas. I'm like, pod. oh, Steven from Real World Las Vegas. Oh, he's at FUBAR. Yeah, we yeah, can go. Yeah, he works at FUBAR. So we figured out. Yeah, we went to out. Big Fat Dick Night at FUBAR. Literally, it's called BFD. <laughs> and Thought I like, knew. never had been in like a gay bar on this scale. <laughs> Cause like there was like literally just like everywhere you turn, there's you like couldn't a- even touch a wall without getting pre cum on you. Okay, yeah. like that's the kind of shit like I brought her to in a baby doll dress. By the way, like literally, <laughs> that's all I would wear out was like Lily Pulitzer baby doll dresses and like anything I could find at Buffalo Exchange <laughs> that cost less than twenty five dollars. So we r- walk up to the bar and guess who's working that night. Stephen. Miss Stephen Hill. Be- Miss Stephen Hill because, yeah, the miseducation of Stephen <laughs> Hill. Like, <laughs> like we, it, like, if we didn't realize. Like, Trishel would never get that joke, by the way. I know. I didn't realize she how despo, like, they are in real life after oh, they get done with the show. Esp- like, he's working, like night shifts at fubar yeah like that's basically prostitution mama was getting her tips though probably like he yeah 
Yeah, so Steven was like working the bar and I just walked up to him, you know, my spunky self. I had so much pluck at that time, vigor, some might say. And I just walked up to him and I was like, hey, are you Steven? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, hi, I'm Molly. This is my friend Ed. And Ed's like, hi. And then <laughs> um, Ed has this like really cute like smile and wave he does like in real life that you have to, if you can only witness this, it's like, hi, we'll make an in- we'll make him do an Instagram of it. Oh, yeah. um, but <laughs> oh but, God, now I'm never doing it again. So then I... Ugh. No, it's cute. It's like a subconscious thing. It's the way that I say like, hey, girl, to like literally everyone, um, sometimes straight men and they're confused and it's disrespectful. Um, or is it? I don't know. They have to know me. Yeah. So um, I'm a legend in my own mind. So I uh, watched Steven and was like, hey, so I actually listened to your podcast line. He's like, really? You listen to it? And like genuinely shocked that someone listens to his podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, I'm such a real world, like super fan. And like, you know, I found out like, I like, I don't know. I hope this isn't creepy, but like, I kind of figured out where you worked based on like the stuff you said on the podcast. (laughs) And, um, I was like, you know, I just was wondering if maybe like Ed and I could come by and see a live taping. He's like, you should be guests on it. And we were like, what? Okay. He was very nice. I'm going to say that like he was super nice and handsome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to like also temper your expectations, though, even though I knew I was going for the gold, like that I would be asked to be on the podcast. I just, you know, at the same time, because I do, I have very clean New England appearance when I want to, um, especially at that time. Yeah. So like, I definitely didn't look like you might have even been wearing a headband. Yeah, like I might like have been, wearing, been like I think there was like a headband moment too. Oh, I, I wore a lot of headbands back yeah, in those days. That's very BC. So, um, like with a bow on it. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So I we went to the fishbowl radio, and Stephen was not there that day. It was, um, the woman from uh Parrot Temptation, Temptation Island, Island, like Tony Pam or, or yo know, Tony. Okay, like we need to skip ahead to Tanya from Real World. I'm fucking sorry. But, okay, so I went back to Boston and then Fishbowl Radio called Ed up personally and was like, do you want to come back and be a guest host? <laughs> and Ed got like Tanya and Trishel. Um, Okay, are you ready to get our, our calls today? Oh my God, yes, give me life. Okay. Give me life, yes. I'm very excited for you to advise our very incredibly troubled listeners. I'm nervous. Yeah, no. Um. We may have some letters, we may have some calls, we maybe have some whatevers. Christina always likes to give me a fruit basket of surprises, which is fun treats. Well, the callers you have are amazing. You listen to them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Okay, well, I'm, I asked to be oh, ver- Oh, okay. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the, your past podcast. Oh. Your past episodes. Oh, I'm like looking all shocked yeah, because Zelda, I like no. to go in surprised and just like form my opinion in, on the spot as opposed to like calculate. Um, You really didn't play him this week's call? No, no, no. Okay. No, Virgin. that's why I'm freaking nervous. Okay. All right. Let's just... do this. Hi. So we, me and my friends have a friend that is kind of acting like a little train wreck and not like a fun train wreck that drinks and is like, you know, getting wasted and vomiting and sleeping with the wrong type of guy. She is sleeping with the wrong type of guy. on a fun way. Um, and this past weekend, she completely forgot about a good friend of ours, sister's wedding that she was invited to, that she had an RSVP to, you know, and weddings are, yeah, take a lot of money. So naturally, I'm really, friend- I'm really pissed off our friend to had to pay up for her and her not being there. Um, my question is, like, how did I even get involved? How did I deal with it? Um, I, like, he, I texted her too <laughs> during the wedding, and she just wrote, oh, my God, and some excuse. And I basically told her, and she said, well, I can be there later. And I told her, homegirl, it's not a barbecue, it's a fucking wedding. So um, I just want advice and, like, should I get involved or should it be something where I kind of, you know, she hasn't apologized to my friend yet. Should I urge her to apologize or should I just let her be her little ratchet self? Thanks. 
Uh, take it away. First of all, girl, um, thank you for the call. And my most solid advice to you is speak your truth. Um, she pissed you off. She kind of like made an egregious social error because you're right. Weddings are expensive. That is extremely ratchet and rude just to like RSVP and then not show up because you're a fucking drunk mess. So if I were you, I would fucking tell her ass off because it sounds like you're not going to sleep at night until you do that. And that's just me. Okay. Now, I think there's like a lot of factors here that you laid out before you got to the wedding of it all. Like, I think the wedding was kind of like a last straw for you, but there's been for quite some time, like, she's not a fun mess. Like, I'm a mess. I'm the mess of our social group, but like, I literally wonder, and I wonder all the time, like, why my friends are still my friends. But, um, like this girl sounds like completely insensitive. Like she doesn't think about anyone but herself. And what I would do in a situation like this, I actually am teeing up a little nice little situation like this for me. I'm creating a perfect storm myself right now um, by just ignoring someone. And what I'm going to do when this person eventually comes to me asking for a favor for like girls night, like for like whatever, like, can I, you know, can I get this? Can I help do this? Um, I'm just going to come at her and be like, you know what? Like, I'm kind of done. Like, I'm no. Um, as writing down names on paper. <laughs> I'm nosing. I need to know. No, I'm sorry. Um, I just need to know. Uh, yeah. No, but what I'm planning on doing is that when she comes to me for something, even just like a, a hello, I'm going to say, yeah, you know what? I feel like um, it's kind of too late. Like, there's a lot of things that have gone on in my life that like you should have just checked in with me about and been a friend about. And I know that you always have drama going on in your life too. But like I ask you about it. Like I like make a point to text and be like, is so-and-so okay? Like is this everything all right? And like right now I just, you know, I haven't heard from this person in like almost a month. And that's – I I I I just would like ignore her, ignore her, ignore her. Wait for her phone call, and then be like, "Yeah, like, oh, you you miss me? Like, what are you calling about? Is it for like a favor? Is it for like you know? I no, and just and then just tell her, be like, look, I'm tired of being abused by you. Like, I think that if you were to take anyone were to take a step back and see how this played out, like, you're kind of an abusive friend. And I also had a friend for a while who was, like, getting so wasted all the time. that It was it, me. I'm right here, Ed. No, actually, no, it wasn't. It wasn't you. No, like, actually, Molly, like, you handle your shit like an adult. But this person would – it was inevitably – and I love him, but it was inevitably, like – I was always the caretaker. He was always the train wreck. And I'm not a fucking train conductor. I'm not, I don't run the Los Angeles Metro. It's not my job to steer you. Yeah. Like, I can't always, that's not fun. Also, and I know which one you're talking about. This girl sounds like the person you're talking about, caller, your, our friend. Um, like, social liability. Social liability. And here's the thing, though. Like, he, he has, like, I will say he's made some changes and strides, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. We had, like, a big three-month gap for other reasons, and we had to go through it. But what I will say is when you're someone's caretaker, like, that's not an egalitarian relationship. Like, now that's thrown off the balance, and that gives them license to act like a fucking animal. And then you have to, like, this ain't the Los Angeles Zoo. You know what I mean? Sorry with my, like, zoo and metro metaphors. But anyway, so, like... My whole thing is, is like that's not fun. We're all adults here. Like if you're con, if if it's once or twice, that's okay to me. Like right. if this is like a like if okay, you know, like one time my friend fell and like knocked over the billboard of the bar and we all laughed because I was kind of everyone's funny. allowed like once. You're allowed like, like one or twice. I can't yeah. say I'm not me either. I honestly, I I feel like I owe an apology to you now because this call has reminded me about how you know about four weeks before your sister's wedding, I got a job for Bonnaroo and I like felt like I couldn't pass it down. And so I, I miss Maurice's wedding and I love her. I mean, I did send a chopping block, but like, but you, that was work. Like, and I would never penalize you for work. And like, the thing with this is, is like, 
it, it, it has to be a give and take. Like this is one-sided. Yeah. You know, and like the one thing I will say about my friend is like, hey, has Ed fallen over in a group of people at Fubar after tripping, a, you know, tipping a stripper 100 by accident? Yes. Did he catch me and pull my ass right back up? Yes. So we've both given each other licenses. This girl's not giving you anything. Yeah. She's just giving you fucking heartache. So you should deal with it. Yeah. And you're going to have to bench her for like maybe a month. Oh, no, Ed, you're such a pussy. Like, she's gone. She's done. <laughs> she's gone? Yeah. Oh, no, this girl's gone. Oh, no, I can forgive. Mama if can forgive. If she can come back and, like, if she can come back in, like, six months to a year, like, having done a significant amount of work on herself. You're and, cold. Like, no, I'm not cold. It's, like, always time to cut the fat. It's always time. Like, no, who has business with fat? Like, you just, like, can't have, Sometimes like, fat marinates. It's, like, a good, it tastes good. No, like, you, you use it to season this things. It's not, like, like literal, like, this, this <laughs> is, we're not talking about butchery. Like, like okay. this is, like, okay, yeah, I know, whatever. But <laughs> I'm saying that you don't need bullshit or drama in your life that's right. going to take away from your life, if it's going to stress you out. If every time you go out, like, your night is revolved around, like, like prying this girl off some guy, some right. stranger she's making out you with. You gotta make sure she gets home and not, you know, yeah. ass- assaulted. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how old you are. I'm guessing you're in your mid 20s. Maybe you're a little bit younger. You have like the time and energy to put up with this bullshit. But what you will come to realize when you're my age is that like social liabilities are social liabilities and like it's just no fun to be around that and there's all they come in all forms like people who talk too much about stuff like you know like spread your gossip like you know like there's just a lot like a lot of people in your life you're gonna have to be like okay i'm comfortable letting them go like they make my life like harder than easier but some people can change and i have seen that firsthand and i just feel like there's a reason that they're all friends with her. You can show me the change. Right. But they have to initiate this too. Because it's like you always say like Oprah, you know, like teach people how to treat you. So this is like this is this is a problem. Okay. So you see that though that the social liability you were talking about earlier, this person came to you and demonstrated change on a lot of different levels. It, on like one or two. And Okay. So – but I wouldn't I still wouldn't that wouldn't be enough for me. Right. But but for you, that's enough. Yeah, for me. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Because I just think it's an I think people are not perfect. And I think there's an evolutionary. No, process. you can be mad at people like you can like I don't uh, like insist on staying mad. Like yeah. I can be over it. You mad? That's just it. I'm I'm over it. Yeah. Like I'm like, OK, well, that's yeah. a scientific fact. That person's a, like, you know, a bitch. And like. I kind of don't have time for that. Like, I really would rather hang out with, like, Ed and Christina and, like, do, like, fun stuff like that. Right. Like, light stuff. Like, Ryan O'Conn, go to dinner. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't need a, like, bushel of friends. Like, I have a boyfriend who I, like, love more than life and, like, a cute dog and, like, I love cooking. Like, what the fuck? Why would I, like make time to hang out with someone who doesn't give a shit about me? It just, yeah. I mean, my, the only thing I'll say is, like, without knowing how deep their friendship goes or why this girl's even in their circle, it sounds like that's going to have to be a judgment call based on time and experience. So yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. Amen. Next call. Hey moms, this is Jen. I'm calling with a question dilemma that kind of is centered around you. Um, I know I've contacted you once before on Tumblr, thanking you for your inspiration for my new, um, not really new, but my recent, like, life path, I saw a YouTube tutorial you did on how to do nails, leopard nail art, and I discovered that I'm actually pretty good at nail art, so that's what I've been doing for the past two years, freelance. And now um, I want to open my own place, so I've been in nail tech school. And here's where my dilemma comes in. I'm in a class with 14 girls and one guy, all are super nice, who I get along with. I don't really have any drama with anybody. Um, So we're sitting in class for about four to six hours each day talking about our personal lives and stuff like that. And um, I would characterize myself as bisexual, leaning more towards liking girls. And I'm not sure if this is something to bring up or discuss with them. There's There are a few older ladies, I'm not trying to generalize, but there are a few ladies who've made comments before that could be taken as homophobic or you know, questionable, and they've asked me before, do you have a boyfriend, which I don't, so 
you know, I said no, but I just don't know how deep I want to get into this with them. I don't want anything that will make the next 12 weeks of my life have any more drama or anything that doesn't need to be there. Um, but I also don't want to, I'm not ashamed of who I am or anything like that. So I just, um, the people in my life who I think need to know, know this is just a weird area of not strangers, but also not very close friends. So I'm just wondering what you would do in this situation. Do I bring it up, risk some drama, um, or just stick with the, no, I don't have a boyfriend, and if they delve deeper, I just kind of brush it off. Um, I don't know. Please advise. Also, honestly, thank you so much for inspiring me to do this because I absolutely love it. Um, thanks so much. Bye. Hi, sweetheart. I remember getting your Tumblr message and my heart just like exploded. I don't normally check my Tumblr messages because it's just like a lot of randoms being like, thank you for following me. And like, you'll be like, you're the coolest. And then like sometimes it's like, can you reblog my ebook? And I'm like, fuck off. So <laughs> I normally don't check those things um, or read my email. Um, but I like when I saw your message at like, I think I wrote you back twice. Like, I just was like, I can't, I can't believe like this person feels that I helped her discover her art. I mean, maybe I did, but I don't, I don't, I think that you always had it in you, girl. Um, so anyway, my immediate thought is that like, I, I tell everyone everything. Like, I just am like, oh yeah, like, um, you know, I just am inappropriate. Like, I'm like, hey, my thong's on backwards today. Like, I just say stuff to people and then I'm like, I guess I didn't really need to say it. Derek said that too. Like he was like, you know, when you um see people that you haven't seen for a while, you don't have to tell them like the really embarrassing thing you did in front of them last time you saw each other. Or like you don't have to bring up <laughs> that terrible story about yourself. And I'm like, yeah, but like why not? So um, I, I tell everyone everything. Right, Ed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so let's just say I think I'm painting a picture of myself. I'm hearing a little bit of like a southern accent going on a little bit. And I'm just going to say like 14 girls, one guy. Of course, you are going to be gossiping all day. I assume that one guy is gay. If he's not, <laughs> like if he's not out, he's still gay. If he's, he's not, like, he needs a memoir. Yeah, exactly. So um, I'm feeling, though, very strongly that in four to six hours, like, your sexuality, there's no need for it to come up. I, I First of all, I think the concept of bisexuality is so hard for people to swallow. I mean, I guess you're, like, you know, probably les, and you're using this as, like, bisexuality as a bridge to les, which is fine, which is fine. I mean, I'd love to see you fuck a dude, too, but, like, and love it. But, like, I think you probably really like girls because you said you're leaning mostly towards girls. I, um, there's probably going to be, especially because of your accent, I'm guessing, like, a lot of immaturity in the class and prejudgment about what bisexuality means. But I also am always surprised at how people have picked up on so many, like, buzzwords from the media. like bullying and transphobia like like even like your grandma would know those words you know what I mean so I think that people know now that to they'd probably gossip behind your back which which would suck so like that I, I don't know I just I, I would even though they there's a slight chance that they may have a full understanding of of everything you just don't want to be the butt you don't want your sexuality to be like misunderstood or the butt of any jokes in your class and I think that like there's really no reason on paper to discuss your bisexuality like there's no like there's so many things you can train like, like talk about um you should have you seen um how to get away with murder yet with Viola Davis okay <laughs> so like that's that's what you talk about every week you're like no, like, I don't have a boyfriend, but, oh, my God, have you seen How to Get Away with Murder? It's, like, everything. So, oh, or American Horror Story, whatever your thing is, so fucking good this season. I need more, like, freaks, though. Um, you know, yeah. speaking of Viola Davis and speaking of ladies named Viola, I actually have a very um, prescient antidote. I don't even know if that actually just made sense. But, anyway, I think I just misused prescient. But the point is, so, one summer, when I was temping in college, I used to temp, I worked at the AAA Auto Insurance down on Figueroa and Adams. 
And I basically was an insurance technician. I would help you reduce your policies, be it for your car, your, you know, like your boat, whatever it was. And my whole thing was how could I save people the most amount of money possible? Like I fucked with that. Like that was my thing to do. So there was this amazing older lady named Viola there. Uh And obviously like older ladies are like my jam. So we were like, you know, kick it. Now in this time, like I'm probably, I think I'm 21 in this era. So I had just come out at 18, you know, like Catholic, all boys school upbringing, didn't even masturbate till I was 18, very repressed. So I'm like, I'm sort of newly gay at this point. So I made the mistake of telling Viola, who I didn't know was some fucking like Jehovah's Witness or something like that, you know, that I was gay. And then it turned into a whole discussion Multiple, like, you know, moments of me and Viola's Toyota Corolla going to get, like, lunch for the crew, her trying to talk me out of being gay and how I'm going to hell and all this shit. And had I just kept my mouth shut and just been, you know, like, the, you know, blatantly, obviously fag that I am, like, she could have come to that conclusion and kept her fucking mouth shut. But because I discussed it with her, it made it seem like I cared what she thought on the subject. Right. And here's the thing, like, I'm not trying to be an elitist about this, but I've, I went to, I have, like, eight years of Jesuit education, like, you know, plus three years of Catholic. I know theology. I know the Bible. I know what it says. You can't out debate me on it because like, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. So like, it still goes to church. I still go to church. Like I have my own relationship with spirituality and religion, et cetera. Like I don't need your thoughts on it. You know what I mean? So my thing was, is like the moment I discussed my sexuality with Viola, it turned into a discussion. I became the gossip of the floor. So I couldn't agree with Molly anymore. It's none of their business. Um, You're not ashamed of who you are. You're living your life out loud. You don't need to talk about it with them because that implies that, you know, I mean, you can you can say it if you if they're asking who you're dating, you can say you're dating a woman. But, you know, because there's no shame in that. But also, like, don't don't in you know get yourself into any discussions about sexuality and that's why i'm almost veering towards keeping it casual it's nail tech school you're never gonna fucking see them again i have to be honest too like i can't think of a profession that is more quiet than like a nail artist like i went to this place and i was living in austin it was like all like run by like all like kind of like goth white girls Hmm. like there was like no, no like really like that uh, fresh off the boat mixture you usually get in a nail salon. And like, if you ask them questions, like they'd be like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, Cause it's like, not about them. It's mm-hmm. about you. Yeah. No. Or like, even like they didn't want you to know about their fucking life. Like they didn't want to spend two hours dishing with you yeah. about your life. I've never gotten a manicure. Like I've done certain beauty treatments. You go in a hairdresser, you know, if you go see a hairdresser and they don't want to talk, like, that's just bizarre because everyone knows it's where you go to, like, talk about your deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. But, um, yeah. This is an ephemeral moment. Like, you're going to be done with them in, like, four weeks. They don't need to know about your life. Like, they need to get their life and that's it. So. Yeah. Yes, period. Um, yeah. I'm really proud of you. Go pursue your dream. Yeah, um, congratulations. When you open your shop, by the way, and in, in my neighborhood right now, there's like, I don't know if you need ideas, but there's like a salon suites thing you can rent by month and you can rent it for like a quarter of a year or whatever. And you just, pay, it's like super cheap. It was like $250 for like ha- two weeks. And I was going to tell, tell Jackie Olasha she should oh, do a pop up there. Yeah. You know, but um, leopard nails sound divine. So I think you need to do that. Yeah. And so and she can she's learning all sorts of designs yeah. like leopard was her jump off yeah. like as it was for me. Um, But yeah, I think that you should open up a little shop, maybe in a salon suites sort of place and like get a front center spot and um, just all of our uh, will all uh, please advise, plug your shop or for your friends. We'll post your links like we're invested in your journey. All right. Cool. Thanks for calling. Thank you. <laughs> what a great message. What up, Malls? I am Desiree Bowie, and I hate my fucking job. <laughs> I um, I am going to walk away from this shitty retail establishment in, like, one month to go, like, edit and write for a living. And, and I'm kind of scared to death about it because it's, like, not a, you know, set paycheck week to week. And, um... But, but my God, working retail will kill every single solitary ounce of your soul. And I just need, like, the confidence to walk away from this and not be freaked the fuck out about money. I have my savings and all is well. Um, any advice on someone 
starting out as an entrepreneur for the first time, and I'm like 31 fucking years old. Uh, pardon the cursing. That's terrible. I, I don't know if this is a quirky enough question to even be asking, but hopefully you advise. I mean, you figured out how to live well. I'd like to echo those sentiments. <laughs> All right, bye. Please leave your message. Hey, Desiree, it's Molly and Ed. Um, we tried to get in touch with you. It was like a last-minute decision because, you know, we just loved your call. It was the first time hearing it. And Ed and I can give you a lot of practical advice on this subject. This is something you can probably find out in, what is it, Episode 6 with Ryan O'Connell? I talk about yeah. yeah, hustling to be a writer. But uh, what we need for you to know right now, we're going to sing to you in a little song. This goes out to you, Desiree. <laughs> Instrumental moment. Okay. Here comes the real advice. <clears throat> Listen as your day unfolds, challenge what the future holds, try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears, go ahead, release your fears, stand up and be counted, don't, don't be ashamed to cry. You gotta be, you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser. <laughs> You gotta be hot, you gotta be tough, you gotta be stronger You gotta be cool, you gotta be calm, you gotta stay together All I know, all I know is love will save the day Hear what your mama said, read the books your father read Try to solve the puzzles in your own sweet time Some may have more cash than you, others take a different view my, oh my, hey, 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 you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser, you gotta be hard, you gotta be tough, you gotta be stronger, you gotta be cool, you gotta be calm, you gotta stay together, all I know, all I know is love will save the day. All right, girl. All right, girl. So, uh, a little just practical advice for you. I can't believe we were such idiots. Um, uh, yeah, no, I know. It is Desiree. I'm sure it's the exact same one, too. Um, okay, so you're 31. You're starting out. Like, you're done with retail. You've made the decision. Fabulous. I just want to advise to you that, like, as a writer myself, I always have and always will take on a side hustle because there are going to be months where it's, like, a drought. But what you need to do is, like, get your ass down to the public library. Oh, wait. I think the call's over. Mm-hmm. So here's some practical advice, Desiree. Um, I love that you have made a bold decision that you're quitting your retail job and that you have savings. You're already up. Um, but what needs to happen is I don't know have you had a post like go viral something be like kind of prolific like that you like you do you have a blog that you always do do you have a YouTube channel that you always do if you don't have those things we need to like get you doing all that stuff regularly so you have kind of like a like a collection of material because people like jobs that they're always going to ask what you have. Are you planning on like submitting things for print? Do you just want to get paid off of blogs on the internet? Like it, you'll be doing a lot of free writing either way at first. Um, you know, great sites to check out that you can constantly contribute to and try to, um, you know, become a paid writer based off your page views are obviously Thought Catalog, uh, Hello Giggles. Huffington Post I've heard is really hard to like break that wall um i'm shocked at some of the people they don't pay but like you should definitely try huffington post and see if they have paid positions and then what you build for yourself even if you don't get a paying job out of it is a little bit of like yeah i've been published on like these three sites that are like big sites and um yeah, you just basically need to get a name for yourself going um and p- i would p- put your energy into that maybe like your 
hammy and you want to like stay at home and make like youtube videos i would check out the daily grace like she's done or it's grace now um i think that she would be a great person for you to check out all of her videos are like made in her apartment and she's like massively successful from that you can see also like something like stevie ryan or like i justine or whatever you're whatever you decide is like your niche like roll with that um and then yeah, I, I would uh, really just like have a lot of side hustles going like you should go down to the library and post up a flyer saying that like you're a social media expert, even if you're not like you can get some grandmas to pay you like $100 to teach them Facebook. I know that because my mom paid someone $100 to re- teach her Facebook and I was unemployed at the time. So um, just so you know, like that's my fuck mom, fuck my mom. Um, <laughs> yeah, just um. Anything else you like, there has to be one interest you have um, outside of outside of writing or something that you're good at. Like maybe it's editing. Maybe it's I I I personally edited for cash for years. Um, video I'm talking about. Um, you know, maybe you're good at gardening. Like maybe you maybe you sign up on TaskRabbit and tell people you can like make their garden in the ba- in their backyard. Like not in the winter months, obviously, but you know what I'm saying. Like sign yourself up so that you always have a, ba- a backup of money. And like when you're first like trying to become like an established writer, you are going to be busy twenty four seven. Like there is never a time. Like anytime you're idle, like it's a little bit like college in that way. Like anytime you're idle, you know that you like you have this weird guilt because you know you cannot, you shouldn't be idle, and you should just like follow that guilt. Like go with it. Like that's the world telling you that like there's always something more that can be done that day. Um, but you know whether it be a YouTube video, an extra blog post, like writing things that are relatable is always really great. Like, you know, um, try like be very aware of your tone. Like don't ever try to like mimic someone's tone. Um, Or, you know, just be careful of like being like writing things that aren't concise and, um, you know, feel free to go on tangents, make it funny, but just also keep everything as, organized as possible and learn how to write good headlines that's it like you go to sites that have great headlines like thought catalog or gawker or something and just learn how to apply those headlines to your writing because that's how you get searchability etc um if you have a friend that's great at setting up shit on the internet like have them come in and like do an seo on your blog like search engine optimization um, so that you can be found very easily if someone's Googling for the same thing that you have been written about. And, um, yeah, that's it. I, I, I just, you know, like you got to start getting busy and, and, uh, stretch yourself beyond your limits. I'm so glad that you are like on it and know that you are like way above like selling shoes at Marshall's. It's that time for my weekly message, that 129. So every week I pick my favorite caller who just like really inspired me or maybe like brought me to like semi-tears or whatever, um, a song that costs $1.29 on iTunes. Um, this week's call, I'm going to go ahead and give it to Desiree so far. I haven't listened to all the other messages, but I'm just really feeling Desiree and I, I like that she got me to sing in public. Um, so like she moves me. Um we also give away one song to our favorite person that has, and we just like usually pick off your avatar or your screen name, by the way, um, our favorite person who has Instagrammed about us, retweeted us um, on Twitter at please underscore advise um, on Tumblr, reblogging our Tumblr posts um, with our recording. That's um, please advise at Tumblr.com. And a positive review in iTunes, five stars. Um, and that's it. Like, all you have to do is just spread the word. Um, also, we really would appreciate, like, saying to your friends, like, hey, instead of bitching to me, why don't you call Please Advise? Molly gives the bomb advice. Um, anyway, that's it. So it's very, very easy to win with me. I love you guys. 129. It's a lot of money. Bye. So um, if you've been listening to the pod week after week, you know that I have been begging people to write in letters that with only like incest level drama or above. 
And we finally got an incest question. Um, and I'm starting to realize that like maybe I need to pick something lighter, like um date rape or something. Like I just like this is um it was very intense to get a incest letter. And we are we are going to read it and have like a little bit of a serious moment here. Ed, do you want to read it? Okay. Um she says, Hi Malls. Not to be a twat, but please leave out anything about telling someone or confronting. It's buried so deep down, I literally cannot deal with it ever again. So like, I don't know where to start, but I was molested by my older brother when I was 10 to 13. I'm now 25 and he's 29, engaged to be married, blah, blah, blah. I said something once, no one believed me, slash swept it under the rug. Fast forward to now, I'm a motherfucking bridesmaid in his motherfucking wedding. Can we say fucked up? To make it worse... I'm a fat, crippled mess because I had back surgery and gained so much weight on bed rest and in the hospital. Basically, I'm the bleached, oh, excuse me, I'm the beached whale bridesmaid and will be some type of emotional shit show on the day. I had IG'd you about discovering your podcast from the hospital. Anyway, I'm all stocked up on painkillers and sedatives, so please fucking advise, baby doll. Love, love, love. XOXOXO. Wow. I think she needs to um, not be a part of her family anymore because she's been trying to, like, you know, she was shut down when she came to them with these problems and saying, like, you know, this is what happened. There's, like, a secret in our family I've never told you. And she was basically told to, like, fuck off. That's not true. Um, And she definitely has, like, a survivor spirit because she's using humor and... Like, you know, she writes very positively and very um, self-deprecating about sort of like this horrific experience. And I feel like that's a testament to who she is. Yes. She seems like a fighter. And I like that. As Cassie Steele said last week on the show, um, humor is the highest form of intelligence. Like, because you manage to, like, take the problem, separate yourself from it and see it from, like, an outsider's view. And just realize like how like how like ridiculous life is, and it's so unfair that it's almost hilarious. Um, I like that about you. Um, but I really think you need to divorce your family. Um, this isn't something that I would recommend to everyone, but I think that you at least need to draw a boundary and make. I mean, the fact that you're a bridesmaid in in his wedding. Um, goes to show that like you've had a hard time saying no to your family because you want so desperately to continue to be a part of it, even though they have done this like horrific thing of ignoring you um, and supporting your brother um, who knows what he did. Like he knows what he did. And he's, he's like part of this in a big way too. The fact that like he's sitting there smug as fuck, like having you be in his wedding, like like there's a normal brother-sister relationship Or there. maybe he's praying that she just got over it and forgot about it or something like that. Right. Like I'm, I'm thinking, I have a different take on it. Like I'm thinking she wants to be part of her family and clearly there's some dysfunction here and lack of communication and acceptance. So I think like she, I don't know if they're, well, if, she knows it happened. No, no, no. Like, that's oh, not what brother, I'm saying. I'm saying I'm it. thinking therapy needs to happen. I think they need to have a confrontation. I think everyone needs to be aware of this. I would. No, he's just got married. Like, honestly, this is not the time. This has gone on for too long. And like the only way to fix this is to walk away from the family. Definitely get therapy. The family's going to want to know why you're walking away. You're going to say, like, to be honest, like, I am between a rock and a hard place. Like you just married off my brother who I told you molested me. And when I told you that you ignored me and like, I need to fix myself right now. Like I just went through a serious surgery. Like I'm, you know, I'm older now. Like I got to figure this out. Like, and you know, I'm not just say, say it, just explain it. I'm not comfortable with my body. Like I don't feel comfortable with the way you've handled things. Like, no one, why would I ever like say that about my brother if it didn't happen? Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like I definitely see the point of view on walking away. I just also feel like sometimes when you're walking away, you're walking away from like the truth of it all. And I feel like confronting the truth of it all and like not being a silent voice. She wasn't a silent voice, but she was silent. She waited until she, he was married though. And to like, say, to reveal? To reveal. And you know, who oh, knows what he'll that. do to his, no, he, she's about to be a bridesmaid in his sister's wedding, uh, his brother's wedding. And she's like going to be a bridesmaid, meaning like his wife picked her to be a bridesmaid. And so 
I just feel this like deep obligation to say something if before the wedding, but like after that's a little bit too late because he's married. Like he, he and this woman have probably already talked about having children. Right. And that's like, what is going to happen if they have a pedophile father? Like, which is why I think it needs to come to light. Like, I feel like there needs to, they need to have a discussion about this because it's not going to go away just if she leaves or walks away from them. Pedophilia is a, is a, is a normal, like a defect. Like there are a lot of pedophiles out there. I mean, if the daddy from seventh heaven is is molesting people, I can't like, we're all fucked. You know what I I mean? That broke me. Yeah. So Yeah. Uh, we respect your positivity and light and please continue to walk in and 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 also i hope you recover i wish you a fast recovery and i appreciate your spirit so please continue to soar and strive for you know truth and the best make it pop girl and for exercise i just want to throw out that swimming is the absolute best thing for your back And it's really good for like burning fat. And it's just like if there's anything that you want to work on, like I recommend a double suit so it's extra heavy and like put on two suits. Always put conditioner in your hair before you go in the pool and then put a um, cap over it because the conditioner will like fight off the chlorine. Um, And uh, yeah, I just think that like, yeah, do what you need to do. Do what you feel is appropriate. But I know that you feel tied to your family. I just, but like at what cost? Like at what cost is this happening? Is there time to say something before the wedding? Like maybe you go to his, his, uh, the girl he's marrying and just say, I want to let you know that my brother and I, he did this when I was a kid. And, you know, I don't know if he's still acting on his desires, but I would be really careful about marrying someone who can't even confront that he did this. So thanks for calling or writing in. Um, I'm really sorry I tempted my readers, listeners, whatever, um, for a couple months now to write an incense letter. But I appreciate you sharing with me. That's an ad. And yeah. That's a, um, appreciate this. And it's very brave as well. Yeah. Okay, so we got an update, which we love. Those give us life and um, kind of tells us, like, what we're doing here is right. (laughs) Validates my existence. Call us at 323-450-7408 to leave your updates. Um, You can also email us, askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at pleaseadvise. SoundCloud um, is where we are hosted, and you can leave a comment or something there soundcloud.com slash please advise and on instagram we are at please advise remember it's plz instead of please um this is our update from one of my uh favorite callers who just like had so much flav in her voice and she was just like kind of on one and like she was sassy um and her name was stephanie and she had a friend who was like using her smoking all her weed like like calling Stephanie to like clean her apartment and here's our uh, update from her. It's great. Hi, Molly. My name is Stephanie. I called you a couple of months ago basically asking you how I should dump my manic depressive friend. Um, And I've got to say, your advice completely changed my life. I had already kind of like only answered about a third of her phone calls after I had called in the first time. So I was, you know, I was really happy to hear that that's exactly what you would have done as well. And it wasn't like too passive aggressive of me and bitchy, but you know, what can you do? However, I was extremely surprised to hear, I mean, I had not even considered that it was partly my, me being at fault for be, putting myself in this situation. I mean, until you said that. And then I was just like, oh my God, you are so right. Like, she was not calling me to clean her apartment because I'm like so good at cleaning and organizing. She was calling me because she didn't want to do it. And she knew that I would. And, and just everything fell into place. And so about a month after that, she came busting out my door at like 2 a.m. asking me why I hadn't been talking to her, why I was being so shady, all of this stuff. So finally I just had to sit her down and be like, I mean, you know, you weren't, you weren't my friend and I'm not like taking that personally because I don't really think that you know how to be a friend, but 
I'm not going to be your enabler anymore. And basically, you know, this has expired. So let's just go on with our lives. So we haven't spoken since. And I've got to say, I mean, I just, I feel 200 pounds lighter and I feel great. And I really think I made the right decision. And it was all because of you. And I'm just really thankful that you started this podcast because I feel like when you're in a situation, it's really hard to see see it for what it is until you look back or you get somebody else's advice. And that's exactly the situation that we were in. And so I'm just really thankful. And I think that you really, you're on the right path with this, with this, this journey, this stop that you made with this podcast. I mean, you were just doing your thing, girl. I'm so thankful. Also, I was on a Ustream with you like four years ago, and it was me and this other guy, I think it was a guy, named Big Nuts for free. Do you remember him? Do you know what happened to him? I was thinking about the other the other day, and like I feel like he might have been my soulmate. Got to find this guy. Also, do you, girl. Keep doing you. I love the show. Love the pod. You're awesome. Talk to you later. So I'm so happy that things are working out for you and like BTW, like classic sociopath move to like show up at your door, like banging and being like, why aren't you like giving me things for free? Um, you're so, you're so lucky. And I, you know, I want to say that like you, you told me that the advice changed your life, but like the fact that you were able to, a lot of people can hear something, but not like put it into reality and not put those advices into reality. They'll just have like an awareness of it Um, because it is scary to like kind of confront someone with the truth. But it's really also it's about you, girl. Like you had the braveness to instead of like buckling, which I have been known to do at times or like whatever, you just powered ahead and said like, you know what? Not your friend anymore. You don't know how to be a friend. And, you know, I really like you, but you got to go. And that is that's a hard thing to say. So props to you for saying that. Ed, what do you think? Oh, real friends don't show up at your house at 2 a.m. to confront you about why they're not talking to you. Real friends, you only do that if you're saving me from a fire. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I'm like dead and you need to drag my body out, like that's not cool. Yeah. So you did the right thing. And um, I also wanted to say that um, Big Nuts for Free is my husband. No, I um, – I'm so glad that you reminded me of this person. I, you know, I sometimes big nuts for free will come to mind. Um, but yeah, I don't know where he went. Um, but he was like so fucking funny to me, like killed me daily. And um, yeah, he, uh, he, I don't know. I think he fell off the face of the planet. Have you tried DMing him? Do you, does he, I mean, maybe I can get in touch with big nuts and just let you know that like, I'll tell him that his soulmate is living somewhere in the world and um, it's not me. So, and and then like maybe I'll hook you up or something. Maybe like Virginia. Yeah. I feel like you're from Virginia. Yeah, I think so too. I'm getting yeah, you, like. You yeah. got like that, that like half Southern accent. I like it. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So thanks for listening. Please advise. Ed and I had the best time with you. Ed, do you want to do uh, free advice, which is our a little moment for our guests to shine with like a piece of advice about a dilemma about whatever, like something you've noticed in public that people are doing. Um, and just, yeah, I do. Okay. So lately at the gym, there seems to be this like wave of like natural body older bullshit. Okay. Like, first of all, if I can smell you walking right by you, that's a fucking problem. Okay, like, we're living in Ebola times, okay? Like, I can't even sit on a damn bench press without being frightened and scared that, like, some sweat's going to touch the back of my neck and infect me with Ebola, let alone your body odor. So, I don't under... Like, you know what? Like, what the hell do I wear? I wear, put like... Put down um, the crystal rock deodorant. Put from- down, like, you know, and I know that's, like, a fetishistic thing, too. Like, men need to smell like men and shit, because I go to kind of a gay gym. And that's not cute. That's not hot. I that's just stank. That gay gym. <laughs> yeah, it's just stank, and it's, like, super gross. And I'm like, I don't want to smell you before I even met you. Like, that's not cool to me, and I just feel like it's it's actually disrespectful. And if I need... I don't care 
But you know? I, you know, a lot of people are going to come at us about this, like saying, like, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah. I was, a lot of people don't wear deodorant. I know. Because they're afraid that it's going to give them cancer. Well, you want to bumble with the bee. Cancer. That's fine. Like, I'll stay Everyone's back. Everyone's getting cancer. Can we point that out? Like, everyone dies of cancer. If you don't die of something else, you die of cancer. You tie like, sheets give you cancer. Okay. Like, everything gives you your cell phone. Don't use a cell phone because cell phone's giving you cancer. Don't fucking come for me with this cancer bullshit. Like, I know it's happening, but we would have to curtail a lot of our lifestyle and frankly i would prefer you not to curtail deodorant because that's disgusting as hell and i don't want to smell you and go go what like speed stick you know what the hell is it what's the british one that i wear i don't even know if it's british um old whatever the hell it's called what do old i wear spice? old spice i actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know what i'm telling you yeah i guess Chrissy, i do and you think Old Spice is British? Yes, Chrissy, I do. It's you red. I don't know. It's communist. No, it does look, it does look British. Like it's, it's really I don't know. Cool like thing. I thought like, yeah, so Old Spice. Get you some Old Spice. 349 at Vines. Wear, I used to wear Old Spice. Old Spice is the it's jam. Like, it's, yeah, it's like, it's actually kind of like men like it too. Men are drawn to other male smells. Yeah, I know. And like, you know what? Like, I'm not saying you need to be like, you know, smelling like fresh, like Prada, like me and shit like that. I'm just saying, please, like, do something about the body odor because I get that that gets you off, but it does not get me off. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. So, Ed, that was brilliant. Uh, as we always say here, fuck, fuck your cancer. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. Episode 17. We're doing it next week. We're going to have kind of an amazing surprise guest for you so um thank you that's not me no that's not you okay but you'll come back are you kidding me holla we're gonna get you in the rotation we're trying to pop it off a little bit it's only episode 17 at the beginning but we're gonna keep you in our regular rotation awesome there are some people just made the list and you're already on there this is the funnest show you guys all right i love you all right love you guys all right bye i was talking to you oh i love you too okay i love you bye Bye.